0: To African Teapot Podcast, my name is Exy, and I'm your host. Journey with me through Africa's vast variety of culture, heritage, and discuss issues most African families face, both home and abroad. Make sure you add this podcast to your frequent podcast rotations, and don't forget to share and follow this podcast. Hello listeners, and thank you for tuning in for another episode on African Teapot. Today's episode is about two of our last week's episode, which is the Trokosi system, Wives of the Gods. So before we get into that sweet stuff, I'm just going to go ahead and read four comments from some of our listeners, um, just so you guys know what people are thinking, all right, just to share with you guys. So Kwasi is from Ghana, and he says, I love my country, but I do not condone the trokosis system. I believe our government should do a lot more to crack down on this criminal system, and global human rights institutions should do a lot better to enforce this. Okay? Yvonne is also from Ghana, and she says, as a human being and woman, this should not be happening, and it is barbaric. That said, this does not mean all Ghanaians are evil or believe in the trocosy system. Ghana is a huge country and is still a beautiful country for you to visit and learn more of. Definitely, Yvonne, I think I said that last episode, but that is something that we should keep in mind here because we are talking about a specific practice happening in very small areas within different countries in Africa, Okay. Saying this to our non-African listeners, this is in no way, shape or form saying the whole of Africa believes or, the, or even the entire country of Ghana believes this. So you might be surprised there are some Ghanaians you may meet and they are not aware of the trocosis system. Okay, like Zico from Nigeria, he says this episode is definitely educational and I have a lot to learn about my country and about my continent, Africa. See, that's one example of that. And then Sean is from Houston, Texas, and he says, I did not know about this and I'm glad to learn and definitely will read more and can't wait to hear today's episode. So those are the four comments that I chose to share with you guys. Um, This is just to let you know that I'm pretty sure we are all thinking the same thing as to some of us are not aware, like myself, I wasn't aware of the trochosis system, we are learning and at the same time really surprised that this is happening, okay? So I know we are all curious. Why do family members still give out their loved ones into this trochosis system? Why is it still surviving? And what is the government doing? What is being done, okay? Um, And just in little parts in here, as you've noticed, like I did last week, I'm going to be putting in little parts of the documentary that I watched off of BBC Africa following the journey of a survivor of the trocosy system. Okay, she was adopted and now she's she's gone back trying to figure out what happened, trying to reconnect with her family and see why she was given into this trocosy system. So I'm going to be putting bits of that here like I did in the last episode. But let us get into... Um, why is it that the Chokoshi system is, you know, still being practiced? Like, what, what is that?
1: Given this fear of punishment from the gods, I can understand why the Chokoshi practice has survived for over 300 years. But for me, life in the shrine meant no life at all. Each day, I was walking at 5 a.m., and sent to fetch water. I had to carry heavy buckets on my head. It was hard physical work for a child. I was made to sweep the compound and work long hours on the farm. I wasn't allowed to play or even go to school. I
0: was in total isolation. So, in 1998, the Ghanaian government passed a law criminalizing the trokosi system and practice. Despite this, it continues because the government agencies responsible for enforcing the law don't have the courage, guys, to arrest family members, priests, or shrine owners. This system invokes fear in the hearts of most of the people, including the law enforcement personnel, okay? So this is to tell you that even those that have to crack down on it believe in the system as well, so that poses a problem, right? Uh, it's difficult to take loved ones, arrest loved ones, for giving their loved ones for This to happen. I mean, there are some people that are being given into the system as, and they see it like, oh, it's quite unfortunate. I've been chosen to do this, but I'm doing this for my family. You do have that, and you have people who just feel it's unfair that I am being made to pay for the crimes of somebody else, right? I don't know if that you guys follow, but that's that's how I see it, or that's what I'm understanding. And if you're wondering, the trokosi system is when um, a virgin girl is taken and given to a shrine to pay for the criminals of one of, uh, uh, maybe for a crime of one of, um, the virgin girl's family member. So like for the journey of this survival, she was given to the shrine to pay for her uncle's adultery. I know <laughs> that's why she was chosen. And that's why she was given into the trocosis system before she was, uh, saved and adopted by an American family.
1: On the campus of the University of Ghana, I am meeting up with Dr. Robert Ame and Reverend Walter Pimpong. They are both experts on the trokoshi practice. They've spent their lives raising awareness of the abuses that go on in the shrine. For the practice to be consummated, there was a need for the traditional priest to sleep with um, a virgin girl who comes in. Sexual servitude was common and many women will bear the children of the priests. I was liberated before puberty, so I didn't have to go through this. But I wanted to know why someone would serve time for another person's crime. If it's believed that they have a right to select any member of their family to serve in their shrine, whether that person committed a crime or not, by the collective principles, they believe they are doing the right thing. It's like one or two men within the family that gets to decide for the family. Because those are their values, Mm -hmm. we are one. When I left the shrine in 1997, there were about 5,000 Chokoshi women and children in Ghana alone. Thousands were liberated, and trokosi was made illegal in 1998. But no priest has ever been prosecuted, and the practice still goes on.
0: Okay, uh, one other reason that the practice also thrives is because there is a group of traditionalists, mostly male, who strongly believe that the trokosi is part of the U.S. cultural heritage, and must be preserved. They therefore oppose every attempt. stop the practice, okay? And if you're wondering why a father would give their daughter, virginity is always being, as we have come to realize, it's always being enforced a lot on the female gender. So that's why most of the time you would realize that when they ask for a virgin, unfortunately, it's always the girls that are being given women that are being subjected to this. It shouldn't be anyone. I'm not saying it should be men, or well, I'm not saying it should be equal, but I'm just saying that's why it's mostly women. And you realize that most people who are enforcing such practices, like the traditionalist, are men because they are subjugating a woman, right? A woman is listens to the man as the culture would go. So that is crazy. I know that's what most of us are thinking, but that's what's happening here. Okay?
1: Shortly we'll be going to see your grandmother. Um, could you tell me a bit more of how you how you feel about her being a Chokoshi? After our grandfather slept with Fiyashiki, it seemed there were sickness, challenges, challenges, challenges happening in the family. So this, our grandmother, sacrificed herself for us. So does that make you believe? That is that, that, their belief. And as they give our grandmother out, mm-hmm. all the sickness and the challenges stop. So that then, is why we are happy for our grandmother to be there. Like me, Richard's grandmother was given to a shrine to atone for a relative sin. Even if you are from the community, you can't, uh, if someone believed in something for so many years and decades and... It's, it's, it's difficult to go to that person today and say what you're doing, what your belief systems are wrong and um, expect that person to give up or to, to change their ways.
0: We have also realized that belief is one of the problems because some of these women that are in the trocosy system would not even want to leave if you ask them to leave because it is the belief that they are actually saving their family members. Why, you would ask? It is believed that the gods punish people for the evil they do or the crimes they perpetrate. So if someone feels that they have been wronged, they will go to the shrine, lay a curse on the family of the person that has, you know, done something against them or the person that has committed a crime, and the gods will act out vengeance on their behalf. This can come as sickness, as unexplained deaths, or... not having success within the family and things like that. So some of this, because this belief is so strong, you know, people were born in this, it's hard to completely stop it. So you would have people who would, they don't like it, but they believe they're doing it for the family, right? I did see the documentary and that's what one of the Iwe women that was there in the shrine, and she's been there for years, believed. She's doing it for the family. And if she dies... Her daughter, who is a virgin, would do the same thing. So that should pose a very big problem for the government trying to eradicate um, the trochosis system. So what other approaches should be tried, right? Should we try to stop this? Um, According to the uh, newsletter that I read, it's going to be included in the show notes, um, we realize that there is joint campaign involving both NGOs and Ghana's Commission on Human Rights, encouraging trokosi priests and elders to accept other objects of reparations instead of people. All right. So, um, as an example, several shrines have been um, modernized. The um, have been modernized, and the practice has been of replacing virgin girls has now been change to kind of like um, accept, say, cows as objects of reparation instead of human beings. That's what pretty much that is. And negotiation with priests and shrine elders to set slaves free and sign legal documents to ensure they won't go back to the same practice. In exchange, they receive a package that will help them generate income, replacing the loss of human capital. For instance, a number of cows that can be bred versus five women that will work free on your farms, if that makes sense. Um, and you, I'm going to get to something. Hopefully, I don't forget. But let me just go down this list. Uh, the Trocosi women are still enslaved. They can be provided with vocational skill training. So that's one way you've done it. Instead of these women going there and just having babies for the priest and working on farms... Um, some of these NGOs have powered up with providing vocational skills, training. They gain uh, needed skills which help them generate income and support their children in the future. And it also creates some distance between them and the shrine as they attend the training centers every day. Once free, the women need microfinancing and also emotional and mental support. That is also another issue to this. People don't think of the um, emotional and mental damage, this kind of thing institutions put on people. Finally, since this issue is a gross human rights uh, violation against women and children, the international community should put pressure on the government and people of Ghana to enforce the 1998 lawmaking that the trocosy practice is a crime. I believe that if this organization, say the United Nations, African Union, ECOWAS uh, puts in pressure, this practice can be Brought to an end pretty quickly, I think, if they do. And I know some of you heard me use the word slave, and you're probably wondering, Edna, what do you mean by slave? So um trokosi is actually a combination of two iwe words, tro and kosi. Tro means God or deity, and kosi means slave. So that means slave of God. Okay. So that's why the word slave is being used here. So pretty much this sums up the fact as to why these family members will give out their kids, right? Because it's a belief. Shutting down belief is way more difficult than just shutting out a criminal. The criminal part of it can work, but the belief of it is going to take some time. And I think that's probably one of the issues that um, eradicating or putting a, a complete stop to this practice is such an issue. Anyways, guys, that brings me to a wrap-up of this. Like I said, if you want to hear more, you can go and read um, the article that I read off of theconversation.com. The article is written by Wisdom Mensah, and he is is one of those that fought really hard to free about 4,000 women in this system way back in between... Uh, 2000 to 2008 so you can go ahead and do that or you can also watch the documentary off of bbc africa about um wife of the gods okay the trocosis system uh, so i'll just see you guys next week and i can't wait to reach your comments thank you for listening and hope you join me for the next episode you can always reach us via email at africanteapot at gmail.com and follow us on instagram at at african underscore teapot